Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello, welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football and Loser Review. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob, yeah, great, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just remember what happened yesterday and just... No, said, ah, we... no, no. Okay. This is how breaking we are in terms of our news. I've just read a club update, Yanis. Can okay. You guess which club has updated us? Updated you? Which club has updated to the world today? Okay. Oh, it, I mean, a change of manager, a sacking of uh, an assistant manager who became a manager. Correct. Uh, something like that, yeah. So is it Ma- uh, Mason? Ryan, Ryan Mason Ryan. is taking control of Tottenham Hotspur for the remainder of the season. Oh my goodness. This is like the, what's it called? The ground dog, what's that film? Groundhog uh, Day, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, We're living this moment over and over. You know, we sort of, we realised that sacking a manager and hiring an assistant didn't work for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to sack the manager and hire his assistant. And it's like, ah, ah, just let, just one second. No, okay. No worries. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, Have you thought about a permanent, permanent manager? No? Okay, cool, cool. No worries. Um, So, yeah, for those who have been maybe hiding under a rock, it was a pretty turbulent weekend uh, for Spurs fans, probably just Spurs for Arsenal fans to begin with, but then you know, we we realized that they were in a bit of problems, and because we're good neighbors and you good even, friends, you even bottled that. I mean, that's the um, the most Spursy thing that you even bottled the the weekend that could have been the best weekend for you. The fact that Arsenal is kind of slipping away from the title. And you even managed to make your side even worse. Yes, I don't enjoy the word bottled. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) There's one team bottling something in this season currently, and that is a team that have been leading the entire Premier League and had, you know, eight points gap between them and the teams below them, who now are on five-point gap and are very scared. With, yeah, with two games. One game. One game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's um, so. Yeah, we start from the beginning yeah. then, instead of starting from from the end. Yeah, we can start from the beginning. We can start from the end. Actually, I feel bad putting it on Arsenal because we made it. We we played so much worse than Arsenal. We're in so much worse a state than Arsenal are. Arsenal are <laughs> overperforming, and are just not overperforming as much as they could have been, as much as they have been all season. Um, whereas we are, we have overperformed all season and now we are underperforming terribly. So, we can start from us, start from us. Um, first okay. 20 minutes was the worst 20 minutes of football I've ever seen. I think that's pretty safe to say from almost any club for, that I've watched. For Spurs, because it was, it was one of the best for Newcastle. Completely. And take nothing away from Newcastle, they were fantastic. But what you had was the... I tried to explain this to Laura yesterday. You had a team last weekend that played against Villa and 
were beaten by Villa because Villa played defensive. Um, they had a good defensive press. They had, um, you know, instead of having two wingers like Leon Bailey and uh, Buendia or something like that, they, they played Buendia, but they played him more narrowly. They they had Jacob Ramsey and McGinn on the wings because, and then they had wing back, and then they had full backs, not wing backs, full backs playing at the back. So they had four defenders, then they had two uh, decent midfielders, then they had two central midfielders playing out wide, and then they had a creative player and a striker. And that team played against Newcastle and beat them 4-0. And what? Three, three. 4-0. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe it was was three. three. Okay, cool. Yeah, two goals and an assist. Yeah, yeah, you counted yeah, right, the, yeah. the, disqualif- the, the goal that was ruled out. <laughs> I don't even know anyone. Um, yeah, so, anyway. No, yeah. We saw that you need to play with a more defensive structure. But then also what you had was fans crying out for us to switch our tactics from a back three to a back four. And they've been crying out for this for the entire season. And... We hadn't done it for the entire season. And I think I said on this podcast last week that this is probably not the game to do it. I would probably stay with the tactics that you've got because Newcastle could quite comfortably, if you get it wrong, Newcastle could comfortably trash us. And we did it and we got it wrong. And when you play two wing backs, I don't think it's anything to do with Poro. I don't think Poro is at fault. I think I would have played Davis. Uh, and maybe put Perisic further up. I would have maybe played Perisic as a right wing back and, you know, right full back and then played Davis or something along those lines. But yeah, it, it was a horror show. And Arsenal, um, uh, Newcastle, sorry, played really fantastically well. Every goal they put in the corner, you know, every shot they put in the corner, every pass was crisp. Um but yeah, it was a, a perfect mix of them playing fantastically well and us playing fantastically badly for a period of 20 minutes. We then bring on Davison Sanchez, who I'm so happy for him that he played well when he came on and the goal stopped going in and, you know, had, from Spurs' perspective, the best, was one of the best players that played for Spurs that day. Um, but yeah. It really was a terrible game to watch. As a terror, it was just a really rubbish day. You know how like football can really ruin your day. I tell you, that really ruined my day. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, it was it was shocking as a neutral, mm. and um, and from an FPL perspective, it actually didn't didn't help at all. Especially as my regular team owns. Isak and mm-hmm. my three hit team doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that this kind of was painful. Classic. Uh, by the way, uh, Trippier with a ninth blank out of 11, which is, I mean, we no one's going to have the balls to just <laughs> drop him, but it says something. I mean, because the clean sheets are out of the way now, because Newcastle doesn't keep clean sheets that easily. I mean, if yeah. if the score was was uh, in more normal rate, like like a two nil, 
I would expect a clean sheet. But, you know, after <laughs> after 5-0... That sounded really funny. Exactly. Uh, I think the problem is that, like, I, I was actually more annoyed that Kane did score. Um, <laughs> because that just gave me another bad thing about that week and that I didn't have any Spurs striker. And I you know, swapped Kane out and I put and Trippier stayed in and I wanted the green, clean sheet from Trippier. So it just made it even worse. But yeah, in reality, like... Trippier, for me, is still a very good asset because if you watch what happened, like they just they just give the ball to him in that perfect crossing position. And if he gets the yeah. space and time, you get Jacob Murphy making runs off him, you know, relatively defensive wingers just making runs away from him and then just opening that space for him to have that cross. And they know that he's got that weapon there. But they do that for him. He's still that weapon. And he still takes free kicks, corners and a lot. So I think he's still definitely got the ability to assist if if we weren't uh short of good defenders uh i think that one could discuss of swapping him to someone else mm-hmm. but the fact that newcastle has a double uh the fact that newcastle has a great fixture in 34 mm-hmm. confirmed i don't i don't think that anyone's going to can really discuss moving on. Yeah, Newcastle is a is a is a tricky one because a lot of people had gone double or triple defense, mm-hmm. and it's not paying off. So now they've got those two. I mean, even even the double against uh, the double with Brighton that they've got, mm-hmm. which is confirmed, um, is is great for them. It's much better for them. Mm-hmm. Because it's Leeds away, I think, isn't it? They're playing at Leeds away, Brighton at home, yeah, and Brighton at home. While Brighton has a terrible double, Arsenal and Newcastle, Arsenal and Newcastle both away, yeah. So, but then the week after they have Brighton. Southampton and City at home, also not great, but yeah. but I mean, if one wants to to kind of invest in the doubles in the double of that game week. I think you would favour Newcastle a bit. Correct. So, um, I don't know. For those who have tripled up the defence, it could be an opportunity to kind of bring a forward sometime, like to bring, to swap to a forward. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on a, on three of them. Definitely not. My, um, but having, having rough. two is not, Totally bad. My rough plan for the end of the season is if you look at Watkins, he's had a very good run, has had a very good goal scoring run, uh, and now which ended which, because I got him on my favorite. Thank you, Alice. Thanks for that. Um, so yeah, ended in uh, game week 32, Fulham in 33. So actually, not a bad fixture. See what happens, and then United. I won't have him. Wolves away, Spurs at home. They could score a lot against Spurs at home, let's be fair. Liverpool away and Brighton at home. So that end of the season really does look like you can move Watkins on, or at least not invest in New Villa assets as of next week, as in next game week, which is next Saturday. Um, So 34. So what my plan is, is to move... Uh, Watkins out for a player like Isak 
so that I get my triple yeah. on Newcastle that way. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I mean, this is going to be a very tricky. Uh, that's that's why we kind of rushed to make this pod today. Yeah. Uh, to timestamp it. I mean, you will all know what time it is because of of the news about Spurs, right? Five forty-five, uh, exactly. The, it's, the news it's came actually out about... Monday. Uh, Five forty-five. Half an hour ago. We've lost you there, Yanis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I think that the the cru- the crucial part here is that this game week 33 is a transition to 34 mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. 34 is the week that a lot of people are waiting for either even to bench boost. I think yeah. the last chips are going to be played then. Yeah. Uh, or the ones that were bold enough to keep the free hits they might be using it then mm-hmm. and uh, I think that for us who use the free hits not very successfully I have to say for myself mm-hmm. uh, is um, I, I don't know what to do so I think I'm going to just not do anything in game week 33 because I'm waiting for any updates it, it's very rushed do yeah. anything now and it's a bizarre one because i think that most of us will have more benching problems rather than not having players to to play because we either own arsenal arsenal ones keep going uh and we don't, we don't know what to do about them with against city uh yeah. we i i own fernandez mm-hmm. and there are Rumours that he's not really well and he could be missing the Spurs game, which I was hoping he would play because I think it could be a great game for him. Mm -hmm. So Madison had that illness and Mm -hmm. it's only a few days after. So, I mean, if it was a week, you would be more optimistic of him playing. But now we don't know if he's playing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very bizarre one. So I think I'm gonna just take what I get from this without making any move. So I have this extra transfer for 34 that gives me room for a bigger change. I'm probably thinking, you know, those those nice mini wild cards with you know a hit or two with mm-hmm. three four transfers. This is exactly what I've done, Yanis, and I've got the solution to all of your problems. Uh, how many Brighton assets do you have? I have uh, Mitoma and Dunk. Oh, two that I wouldn't assume to have. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, so to go, so I've already made my transfers for this game week, and I'm just looking up briefly. So um, the solution that everyone should be paying attention to right now uh that is probably the solution it, it's so good it makes perfect sense and the reason why is that we've all got benching headaches for 33 um so what we do is we move kane down to evan ferguson who probably won't he, there's a chance he might play in 33 but if you have him on your bench um he probably will be on the bench and will start um and, and will is regaining fitness he's got a grade one ankle injury um so he is expected to return for first team football 
um, soon, basically. He was at Wembley, but he didn't play at Wembley. Um, yeah. So he is on his way back. Welbeck, on the other hand, is injured. And Welbeck might not be out, might not be back until the end of the season or for a little while longer, to say the least. So what I've already done is I've gone Kane down to Ferguson, who is 4.6. And I've the other challenge was that I wanted to keep Saka. Saka, lots of people are selling Saka right now. And I think despite the fact that Arsenal have got City and Chelsea in the next two, I think Newcastle Brighton, okay, fair enough. Both um in both of those two games, those two other teams play four fixtures in that three fixtures in that time. So Newcastle have they've got Newcastle in 35, um, which is sixth of May. Um, and then in 36, Brighton will play Arsenal and Newcastle. So it'll be like an, another half game week. Um so Arsenal will have more time to rest and be, in theory, um, in a slight advantage. They'll also be chasing the title. Um, and then the last two games of the season, they've got Forest and Wolves. So I, I want to keep Saka effectively. And in doing that, I need to get rid of one of my three Brighton midfielders because I had three. So I sold McAllister and went from McAllister to Saka. So I got Ferguson oh. in and McAllister for Saka. That is that is a bold move. Now, I see what you're saying. That's March, not you. That's it's not me you. at all. But March is a, he's a, he's not the player that I like the he most. Missed the penalty, so he missed the penalty. So I think he's gonna try to make up for it. He's gonna score a goal. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think I think McAllister is the penalty taker. How many more penalties they have in the next upcoming weeks? I don't know. But how often he'll be playing deep in the next... I mean, they've got a lot of games between now and the end of the season. They've got the most games between now and the end of the season from any team. But um, in the next six, nine games, how many penalties are they going to get? One or two, maybe. But if McAllister keeps playing in that deep position, how many goals will he get? It's probably going to be less than March and Matoma. So March and Matoma stay. They look tired, but they... Um, uh, are the ones that I'm happy to have through the doubles and hopefully Ferguson comes back in for the doubles yeah makes makes sense with a, a I mean I wasn't expecting you going for Saka uh, that's that's my only my only question and you know I agree if you did own Saka like I do I yeah I already I'm owned him hurry. I haven't got him in. I already owned him. Oh, okay. I didn't so want to get Salah. Oh, Salah. Mohammed oh, okay, Salah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that is you then. That is you. <laughs> I didn't want to get rid of Saka because I okay, like I, I do it. like his fixtures. So I kept Sal Saka and moved McAllister okay. to Salah. So we are very close in in our in our in our thought process. Mm -hmm. Now, I am I was thinking that Saka could be the one to get to Salah, mm -hmm. but I'm not in a hurry to do that. Even though I mean the West Ham game could be tempting for Salah, mm -hmm. but I want to see what happens at the Etihad. Yeah, fair. Because I feel that if if City 
kind of wins comfortably, I think that it's it's kind of over. So that would make a big difference on on if I want Saka anymore or not. True. That's why I prefer to wait for one week, which is not even one week, it's a few days. I, I mean, one game week mm-hmm. with Saka in my team, even if I don't start him, because there is a chance, mm-hmm. there is a chance I bench him. Mm-hmm. But just so I know what I'm going to do with him for next week. So the the idea would either be to do that as a as a way to get to Salah, but it would need a triple that's why I'm thinking of a hit in 34, because I will need to do something about Chilwell, and I will need money. So I I don't know how to get there easily. Yeah. Or I could really downgrade Saka to uh, Pereira, for instance, uh-huh. Andreas, so that I get the money to do maybe Trent, maybe do something else about Liverpool. See, this is it about. So we we want to minimize our transfers for the last couple of game weeks of the season, right? Um, yeah. So, what formation do we want to be playing? If you, I feel that the defense is one of the most useless at the minute. So I'm going to be wanting to play only three defenses defenders for the majority of the next couple of game weeks. Potentially the doubles. Yep. You know, when you've got a double Newcastle defense or something like that, maybe one or two of those four. The rest of them are going to play three defenders, which means. You've got eight forward positions. So you've got your five midfielders and your three strikers. So of those, do you want your substitution slash your your first bench to be a striker or a midfielder? Yeah. And, and I, I think I, know that- I would like a striker to be, you know, I'd like my first bench to be a midfielder. But there are those two Brighton midfielders that are very, very good. And they've got three doubles in the next six. So I can't see me benching them. You know, I'd rather not have that benching problem. Dilemma. And yeah. every time Ferguson, you know, if he's not going to be playing, then that's no, that's not a headache for me. I'm just going to put him on the bench. Um, but I also like Tony and Isak a lot. Yeah, true. So I don't think... I don't think I would really get into that. I mean, even now, Tony's playing against Chelsea. I'm starting him. And I think I'm starting him over Saka. Yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the dilemmas I've got. I mean, if Bruno is out, this could solve that dilemma. And suddenly I get Saka in and Bruno on my bench. Yeah. But... For me, for me, the the um, the dilemma is is Tony to Saka, and I'm sorry, but I think I prefer I prefer Tony. But it's so and and Isak as well against Everton, which means as you can imagine you should be looking at Pereira straight up. Like Pereira would be a great pick for you. Then. That's that's why that's why I'm thinking of Pereira. But I think that I can wait because I'm not going to use him this week. So I think mm-hmm. I can wait until 34. So I have more facts more more information and yeah. i can make a better decision keeping the money aside because if suddenly arsenal gets something from the etihad i think that saka is worth keeping yeah because they will go full on in the next game so why not agreed agreed so i'm i'm okay 
with uh, even if I have to bench him mm-hmm. and miss any returns that he might get at City. Yeah. Uh, rather than making a move, a rushed move. My problem is that I don't have City assets. So again, that could play a, mate, a, a part of what to do for 34 and onwards. And again, yeah. the, the game could dictate my moves because if if they tie, if they draw, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, then I don't know. I think that City becomes even a better you know, solution for the future because they'll be chasing, they will, they'll be still very motivated. They Agreed. won't be, they won't have, you know, secured anything. I mean, whatever they do, they will definitely not have secured. They will be still behind with one game in hand. It's not like we, but it's just a feeling that we get. It's yeah. not actual end of, of the season. Mm-hmm. But that, that's my thought. Bruno is a is a cash cow. It's is an easy way of me getting to either Salah or or you know using the money for uh, other purposes. But he's very very important for Man United. True. Uh, and and I don't have Rashford, so that could that could be a sideways move at some point. I don't know. Yeah. For me, my so. Man United do have two doubles, and they're two very good doubles. It's Villa and Brighton. Is it okay. too good? I mean, <laughs> Bournemouth, Chelsea, it's Villa, not- Brighton. They, they're nice enough fixtures. Um, yeah. In another last season, Villa and Brighton would have been an amazing, you know, great double. This season, less so. But um, oh, it has just ticked over to one day until the deadline. Six o'clock. So six o'clock tomorrow, guys. Just let you know. Um, Perfect timing. Timer on. Um, so yeah, Villa and Brighton for me is a good double. Um, it just depends whether we get. I mean, we saw how they played against Brighton, and it was a very exciting game this weekend. Um, so I think Fernandez is kind of a sen- is uh, very essential to the way Man United play. But I think the asset for me in that team is Rashford. So, me holding Saka, if, for example, City trounce Arsenal, please, please, let's make a prayer ring. Uh, if that happens, there's a good chance that Saka, for me, would go out um, despite, yeah. for, for Rashford. Um, if not, I would be looking at another way to get to Rashford because, like I said, Saka's last two fixtures, last four fixtures are pretty hopeful and then you throw Chelsea in there as well. You could definitely look at them getting something. Yeah. So definitely getting more Man United assets. I think uh, defensively, I'd be less interested. Um, but a player like Martial could interest me. That's a very me, me, you know? <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. Um, Finally. That's exactly. Rob. But I think you get. You need to get... You need to try and max out the Liverpool max out the city, max out the Brighton assets. And in terms of your West Ham assets, uh, and your Man United assets, and the Fulham assets. (laughs) Yeah, for me, I don't want three Man United assets because I don't want their defenders. It's just Rashford. Rashford for me is the one that I'm very interested in having. And I have already got Shaw, so I'm not going to make any drastic moves to get him out. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, my my temptation uh, has become harder now. I was I was hoping that Tony could get a yellow, mm-hmm. so I'm forced to to get rid of him. Yeah, and get Nacho, <laughs> but that becomes harder now. So Nacho was the only savior to my to a mediocre and or a bad week for my yeah. free hit, and uh, it became even worse uh, by the fact that I changed my team ten minutes before deadline. <laughs> and as it always happens, when you do change your team, it's always for the worse. Classic Yanis. I I had posted my team on the group on the on the chat, and uh, I was starting with Castagne and uh, I liked it and and Anderson. Yeah, right. So sixteen points, but then I heard, uh, I heard, I was, I mean, that's the worst part. I was in the car, waiting to pick up Christina. And then suddenly I'm on Twitter and I see that, oh, Jesus might not start. So I got really terrified. And uh, before even starting the car, I just moved Jesus into Watkins, (laughs) who blanked eventually. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I transferred, I think I brought Gabriel for, for Anderson. Yeah. So I started Gabriel instead of Castagne. And then I thought, ownership for Trippier, let's get Trippier in. So I got Trippier as well. And suddenly my 16 points became three. Yeah. And I kept Castagne on the bench while also having Johnson on the bench with 10 more points. So yeah, my 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 bench over overscored all my last transfers. That is anyway. He's ridiculous. That's, that's my fault of listening to false news. So I mean, I've seen bench. a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people who are really, uh, you know, uh, accusing people for rumors and all of that. And the worst and thing was, it wasn't even. Your... It wasn't even twenty-two on the bench, and you didn't use one of your bench players. It was twenty-four yeah, on your I bench. Yeah, I used the only one who did in return. Yeah. <laughs> And you, had, you had Solanke come on for a two-pointer instead of Castagna on for a ten-pointer, and I, yep. yeah, I mean the Fulham. To to be fair, the Fulham goal was a bit of a freak goal. I I don't want to yeah be, the Bamford one. I don't want to speak about you know badly about your team, but that's not looking oh, good yeah. right now. There's nothing worse that you can say than what we're playing at the moment so how we're playing it's just i mean now now we have become favorites to go down yeah I'm it really does sure about that. look very brittle as a team right now um just the idea just seems to be chuck on the young bright prospects and hope they can save you when you're one or two nil down and it doesn't seem right at all um so in fairness i, I think the leno pick was actually a good pick after the game has played it's just sad that he didn't get the return because uh, of a freak own goal, really. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But my free hit team got, uh, I think, nine or ten points more than my regular team would have got. Yeah. Got, which is pretty bad. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's one of those nice stories. 
that you will remember of things going badly one more time? I mean, it's three, four game weeks in a row, in a row that things have gone completely the other way. I think it is interesting to see, to look at this game week and look at how we were affected by the game week directly before that. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, the Solanke pick is direct yeah. is because Solanke for two games before had two good games, and the Watkins pick. Okay, fair enough. I think Watkins has been in some very good form. Um, but yeah, I wanted to jinx him actually. Lots of people were on him. Lots of people had some Eze in the picks. There was some, um, yeah, there was all sorts of uh, picks going around that were free hit picks because of the fact they were in good form because they'd had one good game in the game before that. Um, and actually moving away from that would have been better. But that's the same. I mean, this is the same thing. We've, we've been saying about this in terms of, of uh, psychology. Yeah. When, when we're talking about bandwagons, for instance, when do you know when to hop on one of them? If it's not, for instance, a Solanke, if it, if now is not the time, then when is it? Yeah. That, True. That's the whole point. Yeah. Because for Watkins, that's what I've been saying. Okay, it will. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. And and of course, I picked him when he blanks. Yeah. But with Solanke, how do I know that this was not the week? He's playing against West Ham after their uh, Europa League, not Europa League, the Conference League. Uh, yeah. Game that they were they were actually tired. They got a really really good result. They were over the moon about that. They're not that in danger, and suddenly they're just smashed. Smashed Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, completely. So I mean, if that's not the time, then when is it? So what we we should have looked at was we should have looked at like our theories where if they've done well one week. <laughs> They won't do well the next week and vice versa. So Newcastle didn't do well. We should have jumped on they them. Kind of did. They kind of did. They didn't do well against Villa. Oh, you meant you meant Newcastle. Yeah, sorry. I I, I thought you said uh, West. This is a this is a foolproof theory uh, that only works when I'm not following it. So uh, uh, just just go for it, guys. I'll tell you when I. When I'm going to do it, so you can go against it. We're serving the purpose of the pod. Completely. I'm I'm really happy with this as a theory. I think it it definitely. Unless we're talking about Haaland, there are some elite yeah. teams. The elite teams, the elite players, but these, um, let's say, more mid-table players. Like I think I think we could say that Spurs might have a good week next in the next game week. Oh no! Wait, no, no. They're playing Man United and Liverpool. No. <laughs> yes, Man United. All came through at the same time. Yeah. Good point. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, Arsenal should have some fight in them. They should have, you know, it's one of those where it should be a a, a more energetic game. Uh, but whether they'll have more fight than City, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, my captain is still on Haaland this game week, really. 
being honest. Um, I've got Salah, but I'm still going with Haaland this game week. I think so too. I mean, what has happened this season with Haaland, which is not great, but because my captain seats have been terrible, uh, I just prefer to put it on him, even if he blanks, because I know most people will have it on him. Mm-hmm. So it will it will mean less than it should mean, the captaincy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of suits me because, as I've shown, when I'm 50-50, I always pick the wrong one. So I like it that way. Holland every week, I'll get 8 out of 10. Yeah. So I'm happy yeah. with it. Fair. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on you with that. I've got Salah. I think Salah would be my vice captain. Logically, Salah versus West Ham. But there is, there is, let's talk about the game briefly. A bit of a West Ham revival. They seem to sort of have a confidence back. They've got a bit more swagger in how they play. Um, and it just seems to be coming together at the right time for them, you know? It's the defense is a bit better. And, of course, it has to do a lot with Zuma being back. Yeah. Like him or not, he's a very good centre-back. Agreed. And uh, I think that... And even Fabianski, he's he's always a bit risky, but he gives them this confidence. Yeah. I I was a great fan of, of Areola, and I thought that he would kind of take the opportunity and, and be number one. But... I don't think, and and it's not a matter of age anymore, because he's he's getting old. Yeah. But I don't see him being the next one. I don't know. Uh, West Ham, I think, can comfortably stay, yeah. as we were expecting. But we were mostly expecting it because we were thinking they're too good to go down. Yeah. Similar to the Leicester thing, but I think that now they're kind of showing that instead of just you know rather than being on paper yeah agreed um it's mostly i mean we were we were thinking that this relegation battle is going to be it, and it has been interesting and it will be interesting but i think it just goes i think southampton and, and forest are possibly even even the the fact that southampton got that point it doesn't change anything yeah, I think they will be down, both of them. And uh, the third most likely looks like being Leeds. Yeah. Uh, unless unless Everton kind of continues drawing nil-nil or, you know, because they can't score. Yeah. They've got so many. Their, their XG is quite high. But they, they really can't score. Yeah. I don't know if, if the Calvert-Lewin... He missed that chance that he usually would have scored. Mm-hmm. It could mean that if he starts playing, then he becomes more, you know, clinical. They're quite Until similar teams. Again. Uh, in Leeds and Everton, in that you've got Banford and Calvert-Lewin, who are these talismanic strikers, that for the last yeah. season and a half now, we really have been sort of umming and ahhing about these t- players for a season and a half. You know, Calvert-Lewin's last good season was with, was with Ancelotti. Bamford's was. Did they come up last year? Yeah, they've only been up. It was for two it. years ago. It was the Bielsa, the first, the first year we were up. Yeah, but they still only really had. This is their second season in the top flight, no? 
They came up with uh, Brentford. No. no, that's the third season that we're up. We we kind of avoided relegation last week, last uh, year against Brentford with that win at the end, uh-huh. which was the second year syndrome. Uh, yeah, this yeah. Is yeah. Our third, yeah. This is our third season. Brentford's got got releg- uh, got promoted a year after. Year after. Us. Yeah, there was the the really good one complete good season with Bielsa. Before it really started good. tailing off, yeah, the disaster, exactly, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that. But the problem, Bamford's the, really been out. The problem with Leeds is is the the defense, which is which is non-existent. Yeah, and I think that one of the um, we were accusing, we were saying that Bielsa plays that amazing football with such a great attack and uh, the energy and all of that. But the defense is bad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. No one has managed to improve the defense, not even a bit. No. So I'm not. I'm not sure it was that much of his fault after all. No, I agree. <laughs> because we've even lost that sparkle up front. Yeah. And now we can't even. We can't even score. Yeah, definitely. Just so very... Everton at least can get points by by drawing nil nil or. I mean, if they're lucky and they score one goal, they can get a win out of yeah, nowhere because true. of Sondage. But we are toothless and we concede. I mean, yeah. Anyway, we're Just making plans for next season in the championship. Yeah, you've got five teams under 30 points as it stands, all on 32 games played. Bournemouth are on 33 points. They're, the, they're in 15th, just outside. Leeds... On 29, with a minus 21 goal difference, which really is a bad one. Uh, Leicester, with a minus 13 goal difference on 28 points. Everton on 28 points with minus 22. So you think if Leicester get dragged in there, they have to be at least a point under those above them, um, if that makes sense, because of their goal difference being the best of the five. Um, Difference, yeah. Forest and Southampton are, you know, both on minus 33 and minus 29, uh, respectively. Uh, They've got very bad pictures. Very bad pictures. Yeah, Southampton have 24 points and Forest have 27 points. So Forest are the closest to the trailing, you know, to the the bunch that are just about to get out. But yeah, looking at their fixtures, Forest have got Brighton, Brentford, Southampton, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace. You never know. They're not great. They're all... Reds by the tickers that I've got. You've the got the problem with Forest is the the home games. Yeah, they don't have good home games, which is their their. I mean, and this is one of the one of the things I'm afraid about Brighton at Forest this week. I mean, not this week, tomorrow, the, the day after. Yeah. Uh, they they are such a great team. We know that. Yeah. But they just played a semi final that went to penalties. Yeah. Their morale is definitely not great. Nope. The fact that Newcastle destroyed you brought them further away. Yeah. And I know that they have more fixtures in hand, but all of those things together and playing against Forest where they're at their best does not make it a, a walk in the park. No. Nope. I agree. That's why That's I haven't my, on my bench. About... So yeah, I'm happy yeah, to because I, I I hear 
I hear a lot of people saying, well, well I would, I would, I would captain a Brighton player, for instance. I'm not that sure it's a good idea. I agree with you there. Um, and I'm so- worried because I have to play both of them, Mitoma and Dunk. And it's not a great fixture to play both. Fair. Specifically, I'd say defensively, because I think Brighton can be got out defensively. And, you know, they Forest scored two against Liverpool. And they were they were decent goals, you know. Um, but yeah, Southampton have got Bournemouth, Newcastle, Forest, Fulham, Brighton and Liverpool. So Forest and Fulham, Bournemouth are all around that sort of area that they could win, potentially. But still, Newcastle, Brighton, Liverpool, they need to get points in all of them. It's just tough. They need to win and get points and get draws. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I just want to remind remind ourselves, remember uh, before the this game week, we said how an FPL week this could be and how it turned out to be with yeah. Southampton scoring on minute one. Yeah. And Liverpool losing the clean sheet from uh, oh, Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that, that remarkable? Yeah. It was a it was a crazy week. It was a very crazy game week, in fairness. We haven't discussed about Jota. Go on. And it's it's quite interesting. The fact that they're playing now at West Ham midweek, yeah, and John has played both games the last two games, yeah. and he's we know that he's not a hundred percent fit, but he played against Leeds and uh, he played uh, eighty minutes or something yeah. against Forest. If he doesn't start on Wednesday. I think he gets, he becomes much more appealing for the double. This is the the weird thing, isn't it? Because I think I can't think see right. him playing five. I, I can't see playing. Yeah, I agree. The, the thing is, where you've got Gakpo, who we think is with Firmino going through the middle, and you have um, Darwin, Jota, and Luis Diaz on that left side. Both Darwin and Jota have also had stints in this Liverpool team through the middle. Um, So it is a confusing one and I'm not entirely sure. And I think that's why I think we knew that there was going to be something there in this Liverpool team around Salah. So we all wanted to get on something and most people went with Gakpo. I went with Gakpo. I thought Gakpo would be the one. Um, But it turns out this sort of Firmino role is much less um, explosive. Whereas if you can pick the right side, the right left-sided player, you might get more, have more of a chance of points. I would not be surprised to see Darwin and Jota playing at some point or, you know, Darwin and Gakpo. But yeah, just predict. They did. They they did after Gakpo went out. I mean, it was, it was Darwin that came in, came on, yeah. and uh, they played with Jota. Who played through uh, the middle? So I think it was it was Jota that went through the middle, but I I wasn't I I didn't see the whole the whole game, but I think that he was mostly. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you see the heat map, it might be easier. 
John, yeah, Josh is sort of, yeah, you've got, he sort of has a good bit out wide, but also a good bit in the centre. I think it could have been him. Let me show substitutions. Nah, okay, Darwin. But it doesn't matter because they're they're in in the box, even if they're coming from the left side or if they're playing central. They're, they're really good in there. Yeah. Wherever they come from. So Darwin came in through the middle ish. I think he might have played that bit out wide until they substituted Jotter out for Luis Diaz, and Luis Diaz played on the left. A lot of people are talking about uh Jota instead of Isak. And uh-huh. then bringing Isak when he doubles. Agreed. This is a very, very possible move. But I think that Isak, Isak playing Southampton yeah. that week is actually quite good. Exactly. And, and then Tony has uh, Forrest at home on that week. So yeah. 34 becomes a very, very difficult week. Very, very Agreed. difficult selection of the strikers. Yeah. Because you're having Haaland with his double anyway. So you're you're now having two spots, Agreed. not more. Yeah. That's why I'm not sure that the Ferguson, if the Ferguson is the best way, because you're only going to have two out of them. I don't know, but you, you have you have a plethora of, of midfielders as well, so it's not that bad anyway. That's it, really. I want Grealish, because I feel like he's the biggest city asset. I want Rashford. Not Mares. <laughs> no, well, don't even talk about that. Rashford, I want, um, you know, a Brighton asset or two, and Salah. So sort of, I I want those more than I want Tony and um, Isak. And I think the Isak move a bit later could be a good move. Liverpool do have the double, and then you've got a game week, and then you've got a double for Newcastle. So there is a bit of time to make that move if you want to go for Jota. Um, I think we'll just have to see how Liverpool do against West Ham. But yeah, I think Saka is the more important. Salah is the more important, was the more important buy for me. So that's why I forced that one through. Yeah. As um, as we are as we are discussing, uh, just going back to, to the plans of, you said about the eight players that you have up front. Yeah. I've got I've got Olise in my team. Yes. So I don't have that second Brighton, which I think is is actually a good thing for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I won't have a problem benching him in 34. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I think that the Andreas move is not not on the table because I will then have two midfielders that I I'm not really keen on starting with. But you could start so probably... Andreas in 34. With his double against City and Lee, Liverpool. It's not a great I mean, I'm I'm hoping for a I'm hoping for a penalty or, you know, a, a random return. It's not it's not great. Exactly. Mitrovic will be back in game week thirty six, I guess, against Southampton. Unless he bullies some referee again. <laughs> yeah, true. Um so I think that the, that the Saka move to Pereira is not on the cards I think it's going to be trying to find a way it could be Rashford and Salah for Saka and Bruno for instance yeah uh, although that could be extremely painful uh, I'll need to I'll need to play them and captain them on Sky so I mitigate the loss <laughs> agreed agreed um, 
But yeah, I think that's fair. Are there any games we didn't we haven't discussed Everton Palace? Fair enough, it was a bit boring. We didn't discuss uh, what other game did we not discuss this weekend? I mean, that... the Arsenal one we just went really quickly because we said that we'll end we'll end with the first game of the game week. Rightly so. And right. it was it was quite a bizarre one. Yeah. Because Southampton did turn up. It's not. It was not just by accident. I mean, the first goal was a gift. Yeah. But the second one was really nice. It was yeah. Very nice, nicely executed, and the the fact that they found the courage to go back to that three-one. Yeah. I mean, that was impressive and nice. You know, the goal from a set piece. Yeah, it's always. You can have a, a, a smaller team scoring from a set piece, but that was kind of you know we're in the box, we have too many bodies. Yeah. Second header, unmarked goal, and that kind of comfortably. Yeah. But I admire the fact that Arsenal came back, similar to what they did with Bournemouth. Yeah, that Odegaard shot was really out of the blue for me. I was watching it and I was like, I just don't think Arsenal have it to get through. And then yeah. they scored that goal out of nowhere and I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, bugger. Now they're going to start playing really well and they're going to win. Uh, yeah. And luckily, they, they did play fairly well, but um, yeah, they didn't, they, they could have had like penalties in the box. It was a very big end, scramble end to the game. But no, I think it was a, a fair result. It's just sad for Southampton they didn't pick up the three points that they really were desperate for in their title race, uh, in their, in their uh, um, relegation battle, title race. Yeah. But Arsenal, it was sad that they didn't pick up three points as well. But, uh, you know, I don't think, I think Arsenal were lucky to get the point based on the entirety of the game. Um, the overall performance, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you haven't mentioned, you haven't mentioned that Nacho scored, but we haven't spoken at all about whether or not Nacho for you is a longer term pick, I would like to have him, but it's it's the fact that that the strikers are. I mean, I'm not taking Tony out. I'm not taking Isaac out. Yeah. So I can't really fit him in. He was a great differential for me. The only positive thing, as I said, uh, from this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I've got Madison and he could be the one to really get out of my team. Yeah. And and he's quite expensive, so it would be money well spent. Yeah. I could suddenly change like three midfielders from my team. Yeah, true. Or 34. Uh, but uh, Inacho is, is a bold move. I mean... It, 33 goes really badly and I go I get a, another red arrow and I'm not really fighting for my goal to get close to the 200k then yeah I'll just play I'll just do it I think if Take you get, risk. if you go for Nacho you go for him this week because then you get three with, good weeks with Leeds yeah. Everton and Fulham and then you get but it's Liverpool, still a, Newcastle it's West Ham single week single week on 34 as well true you would so, be focusing more who on who am I fighting against Tony at home uh, against Forest true and uh, and Isaac home against Southampton so it's yeah. kind of like 
doesn't really make sense. He's at and, home. And if I yeah. if I wanted to do that, I would aim for a doubler. Yeah, true. If you're making a move, if you're forcing a move through, it'd be Jota or uh, Martial, of course. And do you do you trust do you trust uh, Leicester that they're going to start him? They started with all three of them: Zaka, Vardy, and Iheanacho. That that was that was but ridiculous. I mean, the interesting thing was that he played because the number of Madison, 10. obviously. He played yeah, the number ten. So who says that he's not back when 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 Madison is back? He's he's out of the team. When Vardy is injured, if Vardy is confirmed injured, then you get Madison in. Then you know it could be that he starts over Vardy instead. But he was less effective yeah. as a forward. He was much more effective as a ten, in my opinion. I don't know what's wrong with Ianato. He he either is a terrible guy, yeah, and they all hate him and they don't start him, yeah. Or, or he's the nicest guy and never moans, never complains, and that's why they never. I, I don't know. It's there must be... be something really, really beyond logic that they don't, they don't start him. It's one of the two, isn't it? It really is one of the two. He's either a terrible person to work with, trains terribly, or something like that, or yeah. he is just so humble and so nice that he just, or a bit of both. You know, that they're he's taking sort of, advantage of him. Just you know, gets on, gets his head down. Um, and sort of continues with life. Now, nah. we'll see. <laughs> I think that's it for today, right? That's a nice ending, yeah. Okay then, guys. Uh, until next week. The deadline is tomorrow. So Tom- today, if you're listening yep. to this tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, April the 25th at 6pm UK time. Yep. Don't forget. Don't next forget. Deadline Quite after that. Important. The 34, the double game week 34 deadline is April the 29th, Saturday, this Saturday at 11 a.m. Saturday at least. Exactly. Yeah. So we yeah. will we will update you uh through our WhatsApp group. Yeah, and on Twitter. Twitter and all of that. So yeah, perfect. Yeah, we we I don't think we have the time to to record another pod till 34. Drop me a text. If you do. So yeah. So two two green arrows, two green arrows we're we're hoping for. Right? Exactly. Big green arrows. Until the next time we big. talk. Big green arrows. Perfect. All Perfect. right, guys. Stay safe. And stay tuned. Bye. Bye bye everyone. Radio.